You're listening to episode number 247 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Or, of course, you can just give us money. You can do that via a donation through PayPal. A link to that is also available at 360vegaspodcast.com. Don't forget, Zork Fest is Friday and Saturday, December 1st and 2nd in Atlantic City, so you can learn how to make the most of loyalty programs and get better comps. Register to attend at zorkfest.com by November 1st and use the promo code ZORK360 to receive $35 off admission. This podcast has been enhanced, which means it has segment chapters, pictures related to the content being discussed, and links to referenced articles as well as the blog. Please enjoy. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Hey, buddy. What's going on, my friend? Just us this time. Karen is in transit once again. Business calls. Not going to lie, I'm a little disappointed. I always love when uh, Karen can be a part of it, but in fairness... Tonight's show is being, at least my portion of the show, is being sponsored by our dear friend of the show, Eric Rosenthal. <laughs> I, like, gave, I like how each week it seems to be sponsored by someone on your end. <laughs> we awesome. have amazing listeners who insisted that they bring bottles of whiskey out to the 360 <laughs> Vegas vacation. That's awesome. The best part is they super insist that I bring them home with me to enjoy while podcasting the 360 Vegas vacation, uh, Vegas podcast. That's so awesome. Thank you, Eric Rosenthal, your, uh, tenure, uh, uh, Rip Van Wing. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> your old Rip Van Winkle is decidedly delicious. Nice. <laughs> so do you want me to give the warning? No, no, we don't need to cool. give the warning. They can, uh, they, they'll figure it out on their own. Or uh, I, it's funny. I like. I, I'm, I'm totally accepting of the idea that we, that we don't do it anymore unless listeners end up uh, sending in a recorded warning until we start getting people fucking bitching about it again. Because how crazy was it that we, that once we started doing that, which was really just a, we were just mocking people for complaining about it like really of all the things you'll complain about that's the thing you complain about and we start doing it and they stop you're like are you serious do we really need to have a warning about this but we'll see I, I i say i say now like no we don't have one and then i'll see him i'll be like fucking listen if you're fucking listening and you don't like laugh. 
<laughs> we one week we skip the warning and that's right. when you decide to bitch about it we get like six or seven reviews like right after another like are you fucking serious like if only someone would have warned me like god damn it <laughs> this is the first time i tuned in <laughs> <laughs> fuck the explicit content warning i need a laugh warning i know oh my god that's awesome <laughs> well fine i guess we might as well then start the show in this short week it is mark I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. The first ground-up property Perini Building Company was responsible for was Bill Bennett's Luxor. Some 20 years later, MGM claims Perini is the reason the Harmon had structural defects in it, preventing it from ever opening and eventually dismantled. Uh, that's, that's wild. I, look, there's one of two ways to look at it. Either... Perini has gotten sloppy in its 20-some years of operation, which is entirely possible, or MGM just really screwed the pooch on this and yeah. found a way to try to lay blame at the feet of Perini. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to guess on the latter because who's got deeper pockets to be litigious with? Let's let's be honest here. For sure. I, I have no doubt they just paid Perini off to go away and they just deconstructed the Harmon. Yeah. Talk to me about the gorgeous twit pick of the week. I don't know if anything will capture my imagination the way that fucking pyramid does. It's like when you look at a group photo and your first instinct is to find yourself in it. Not only do I think it's super cool to look at, but when I think about what that property represents in the timeline of my life, it isn't lost on me. It literally changed my life. It can be said with no exaggeration that Luxor earmarks one of the most significant events in my entire life and has come to define who I am. Finding my wife, medicating my emotional distress, finding refuge in the music of corn when said medication couldn't help, and discovering Las Vegas can all be credited with saving me for myself. The photo at Not46 shared is not only cool, it serves as a metaphor for the moment Vegas called to me from afar, a faint glow on the horizon helping guide me through the darkest corners of my mind. Yeah. All right, so first of all, I didn't realize how dark that was when I was writing. Uh, <laughs> I, I was just kind of going with it, and then I'm reading, I'm like, Jesus Christ, that was dark. <laughs> fair point. But there's also some real beauty in the words that you chose to use to help kind of describe what you were going through at the time and how this particular picture really mirrors it. It's what I assume to be just after sunset. See, here's the thing I always have a problem with is I always try to think geographically where these buildings are located. And then based on, you know, the lighting, I... I you know, ascertain whether it's it's sunrise or sunset. But then I realize it's the fucking horizon and it's the sun. So it doesn't really matter if it's going up or down. It's all going to kind of look the same once it's, you know, just on the crest of the horizon. So I think these are impossible to tell. And that's fair. And regardless of whether it's sunrise or, or sunset. Sunrise, sunset, <laughs> sunrise. Okay, I, I, I digress. <laughs> Is to say that this really encapsulate because what is in the forefront of the picture is this Excalibur that's in the forefront no that's uh, Tropicana oh shit so we're looking across the street then yeah ah oh, damn wow that's even more profound yeah. what a cool picture well done well done to Knott's Landing uh, at Knott's 46 <laughs> Knott's Landing 
because that is that picture. It's it's a cool pick. It's a cool pick. I I love it. You'll love it too. Yeah. And as always, we'll link it to the fo- this photo to our blog. We're gonna feature on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, Twitter, as well as the enhanced version of the show, which you should be seeing now. Let's move into the news. All right, so it looks like MGM is going to buy the WNBA franchise or at least buy into it. Yeah, in what will most certainly go down as the worst investment since the City Center project, it was announced this week, or at least the worst investment that MGM has made. It was announced this week that MGM Resorts are the new owners of the WNBA team, the San Antonio Stars, and plan to relocate the team to Las Vegas for the start of the 2018 season. Before I start getting any fucking tweets or emails or whatever, I don't mean Aria. I mean the city setter complex was a bad idea is the point I was getting. Interestingly enough, the team will play their games in the smaller venue at Mandalay Bay instead of the T-Mobile Arena, all but ensuring the franchise will fail in the city. MGM has been surly since receiving no help from the city to secure an NHL franchise, only to have them throw millions towards the cause of relocating the Raiders to Vegas. The RJ foolishly attempted to classify the move as a potential stepping stone to a future NBA franchise in Vegas, ignoring the fact that the team is relocating from a city with a tremendously popular NBA franchise, but little interest in supporting the female incarnation of the sports <laughs> league. It's so fucking stupid. And unfortunately, this is a sports ball situation. I'm sorry, Karen's not here. I, I, I Listen, my understanding, mostly from what you and Karen have shared on the show, is that WNBA doesn't pull in a large attraction maybe this is what it needs maybe it just needs a foothold into a bigger market who knew Uh, i I, I know clearly am i trying to like sell this right but but i mean how amazing would that be like going oh my god all we had to do was put them in a casino this thing is fucking huge like wow the the magic of because maybe this will be the thing that will then spur on casinos expanding to everywhere now like like my dream is the way that malls used to dot America in the, in the 90s like that that was the, the the center of all activity that that the casino will be will become the the mecca for for all media entertainment be it be it movies be it concert venues gambling fine dining like in every major city that's where all the cool shit is is, is you just go to the casino like hey, I'm going to go do this like oh, I'm going to go do that I would love that to be a thing right. from your lips to your non-believing God's ears, because that is <laughs> that is a fantastic idea, my friend. I would I couldn't get behind that more. Yeah. I'd also make it to church a lot more frequently, too. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up. Eater Vegas reports that the Pizza Press will be taking over the space formerly occupied by Wicked Slice Pizza at the Fashion Show Mall. The space is a standalone building located in front of the Northern Entrance Outdoor Promenade and offers patio seating with a view of Wynn Resort. No word exactly though when it's actually going to open. It's funny, when I first read this story, 
I, I, I didn't read that it was Wynn Resorts. I mean, that's what it said, but in my head I immediately thought, because, you know, they're building Wynn Plaza right there, I, I implied when I looked at it that you could see, ooh, Wynn Plaza, and I'm like, who the fuck wants to sit outside at a dining place and look at the mall across the street? <laughs> oh, they look like they're buying something expensive. Right? <laughs> we're just we're just getting regular stuff over here. It's... Right. Uh, oh, no, that, that does not look good on you. Go with the dark. <laughs> Go with the dark, lady. Adding absolutely no validity. Validity? No. Ooh, I know, right? Validity to the claims that they are moving forward with the project. It was announced this week that Resorts World has hired a construction manager for their project. Traditionally, announcing the hiring of people to give the illusion of progress is a popular practice of projects that never get built in Vegas. I don't feel for one second that this is remotely true, but man, I hope it is. I, I want so badly for this Resorts World to build, but... No, I'm inclined to agree. It's funny. I, when I was writing that, that sarcastic comment, I thought to myself, is it that they're announcing, like, hey, we're, in, we're hiring a construction manager? Or is it the media going, well, fucking nothing else is going on over there. Hey, they just hired a construction manager. <laughs> <Right? laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe it's not their fault. Maybe it's the media's. I don't know. Clark County has begun work on installing some 400 steel posts on the strip between the street and the sidewalks. The project is intended to protect pedestrians from drivers electing to go off-road instead of using traditional <laughs> traffic patterns. Work will be done weekdays from 1 to 11 a.m. and is projected to be completed by New Year's Eve. The pictures they were showing, it's almost, you can't even really tell. Like, they, they look decorative. You know what it's almost like? if Like, they have posts kind of like that on Fremont when you have to cross the street and you don't even think about them. Same thing. Oh, sure. They're um, they're just those those blockades, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. I hey, listen. After after the that crazy person back, I think it was roughly a year ago at this time, or near Christmas ish this time, where somebody drove up on the the sidewalk yeah. adjacent to Planet Hollywood. I couldn't be more elated that they're that they're putting these. Yeah, in. that to me may be of all the things that have ever happened in Vegas, possibly the craziest. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you kind of a thing because that to me it's like this person's driving down the road they're i'm sure we've all been on the you know driving down the road had a shitty day or whatever and then somebody pissing you off you know you get a little road rage in you or whatever like but just making the decision to be like fuck it i'm taking out this crab like holy shit man are you fucking nuts so yeah well I, I that one's and see unlike smashing out a window 23 floors up that driving up onto the sidewalk and just taking out as many people as you can with your car that seems to be like a more realistic day-to-day -day sort of situation that someone right. could engage in and, and have no problems no problems whatsoever being able to because as as you aptly point out you just you yank your wheel to the yeah. right and you just gun it and there's nothing there's nothing that can be done yeah to this, this is one of those things that even if they were unsightly or whatever like going no 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 i believe that is a threat that <laughs> could be prevented 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i agree completely in more jaw-droppingly short-sighted news, it was announced this week that Clark County will vote to allow recreational marijuana shops to sell marijuana paraphernalia. 
If the ordinance passes, shops will not only not be allowed to display said paraphernalia in areas of the store visible to those under the age of 21, they won't be allowed entrance into the store. Similar to security overkill after 9-11, it's being reported that Aria is requiring guests using self-parking at the property to roll down all windows in the vehicle <laughs> as well as open the trunk for inspection. No word on how long it will take for them to abandon this futile effort. That's, so you roll down the windows and all of a sudden all the marijuana smoke flows out of the windows. <laughs> is what, right. I, what I assume, I, right? They just want a contact buzz. And they're like, dude, you're cool. No, no, this, this is for them checking for, for weapons. That's, that's the point of this. And, and if there's one thing I'm going to do, I'm just going to leave all of my guns know, laying on right, the seats. Right, like that's exactly like going, fuck, I didn't realize you were going to make me roll down the window. We, we <laughs> Wait, had, you want to look in the car? Yeah, we, man, did we have a plan? Oh, right. But I, I didn't, of, of all of our fucking months and months of planning, never did I think the windows <laughs> would be involved in this. But, I know. Well, you this is bullshit, man. I know, right? This to be America. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought we lived in America. <laughs> Where are my fourth and 14th amendment rights? This is search and seizure. So dumb. You know what I want to do? I want to start walking up and I know it piss him off, but like this thing, normally I wouldn't be this guy, but this overkill is annoying the shit out of me. Like I want to walk it. Uh, did you ever watch the office, the American version? Uh, I've, I've seen. Okay. All right. Episodes. So there's, so there's one episode where long story short, one of the characters betrayed the other one, and then they get back up to have another meeting, and he goes, how do I know you're not wearing a wire? And he immediately drops his pants to his knees and picks his shirt up all the way up to his chin to show that he's not wearing a wire. <laughs> That's almost what I want to do when you walk up, like as you're walking up to one of these security guys, like, look, I got nothing. I got nothing at all. Look, I'm, I'm good. Can I come in? My all joking aside, man, I've seen some videos posted to Facebook on different pages websites that will show people that walk through tsa wearing you know like a spandex or not even uh, not a spandex um speedo yeah, yeah being like i got i got nothing on me so there's no reason for you to cop a feel i all joking aside i wonder if that's how people are going to start feeling walking into the damn hotel casinos these days well only over the next month and change right. because i right. promise you this has no legs whatsoever agreed as Elton John wraps up his residency at Caesar's Palace, speculation is that The Who will take his place as the Coliseum's headliner, or as one of them. While no news has been reported regarding an extension, this wouldn't be the first time that Sir Elton left Caesar's only to return after a brief hiatus. You ever seen yeah. that? I have. I have. As a matter of fact, I've mentioned this on the show before, but it's it's a great story and I love sharing it. Matter of fact, if you when we eventually do one of these uh, Vegas origins with Jen and I, this will be the story on how I knew I had to marry her. I got a mailer from Caesars. It was good for two free tickets to see Elton John and two nights comped at Caesars Palace with some like food credits and, and gambling credits and shit like that. And I was like, and, and we're merely dating. We're just dating at the time. And I, she came over to my apartment and I showed it to her. I'm like, oh, hey, look at this one. This one's like a ticket for, you know, Elton and stuff like that. And I threw it in the garbage. And as I was going to throw it in the garbage, she grabbed me by the wrist and she yanks my wrist back. She goes, <laughs> don't throw that away. And I said, wait, well, are you interested in seeing them? She goes, 
for free? And I said, well, not just for free, but, you know, these are the other things they'll come with it. She goes, well, hell yes, we're going to go. <laughs> Mark, that's when I knew I had to marry that girl. Absolutely. So I, I have seen Elton John. It is an excellent concert. Unlike Britney Spears, he does actually do his own singing at the yeah. concert. There are wonderful, and I do mean amazing, phallic symbols yes. throughout the entire show. Giant. And, Giant inflatable phallic symbols. We are yeah. not exaggerating in any way, shape, or form. It, if folks are going to be out in Las Vegas and they have even an inkling of interest in an Elton John concert, if you even think I like, you know, I like some of his songs, yeah. you would be amazed. He's, he comes out and he plays hit after hit oh, yeah. after, like every song that gets played, I'm like, wait, I know this one. Right. I know this one. Yeah. And you're, it's, absolutely worth going to see. And one of the great things about him too, to your to your point how, you know, Britney doesn't sing live is that the one thing you'll notice is that Elton doesn't have the same range that he used to have. He can't he can't really hit the high notes anymore. Not that he can't sing, he just can't hit the high notes anymore, you know. Sure. So he, he sings at a lower octave, but still equally enjoyable. Absolutely. It was it, it, Jen and I have only seen a handful of concerts when we've been in Vegas and in Elton is one of them. It's, it's a great show. It's absolutely worth going to see. Yep. Eater Vegas reports that New York based black tap craft burgers and beer will take over the space recently, recently vacated by B and B burger and beer at Venetian. After a $3.2 million renovation to the space, plans are to open in the winter of 2017. That's what I don't understand, because you would think, obviously I don't know, but you would think it's a burger place, right? And a burger place is replacing a burger place. How much fucking money? You would think the kitchen is at least completely, you know, good to go. Like, Well, yeah, obviously we were doing high-end burgers. You guys are doing high-end burgers. We're, I mean, we... We got that all set up. How much does fucking like decor cost and fucking new furniture and shit? I I will hearken back to when I was but a mere fanboy of 360 Vegas listening, and you and Brian had this conversation, and I think it goes back to the conversation that you two had, which was $3.2 million just doesn't buy you the money that it used to buy. I know, right? Yeah. And we've we've become and I I almost wonder if this isn't one of the things that millennials are like, yeah, a million dollars isn't shit. Like, what? Like, we just grew up our whole life thinking a million dollars was amazing. Like, yeah, a million dollars ain't shit anymore. Yeah, uh-uh. You're absolutely right. The RJ is reporting that the Raiders organization will soon announce plans to break ground on the new stadium that will be their future home when they relocate to Las Vegas. That's going to happen November 13th. Well, they're not going to relocate then. They're going to announce it on November 13th. The original plan was for the team to start play in the city in 2020. However, it isn't clear if the construction delays will cause that date to be moved back. Further yeah. confirming what I fucking said right. when people were freaking out about, who oh, they extended it to. Well, they haven't even started building the damn place. Yeah, exactly. I, I am, at this point in time, while I have really no interest to go see the Raiders play in Vegas, in my mind, I assume it will be no earlier than 2020. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'm not, lo I'm not freaking out. I'm not losing sleep. I have every reason to believe that Vegas is going to finally pick up a, a pro football team. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Of all the ballsy things that have ever happened in professional sports, and I could be wrong, I can't recall one where someone was awarded 
the ability to relocate and then announced that they were clearly going to relocate and gone through all these things and then not done it. I mean, I've seen some ballsy things, but that to me would kind of be like, wow, what a fucking asshole. Yeah. It, at this point, well, and think about what good does that do? Because you've pissed off your home where you're currently <laughs> right. at because right. you're ditching them. <laughs> and then you're going to piss off the place that was going to take you. I mean, it just... It seems like that is a lose-lose situation. Right, you're burning the bridge from both sides. <laughs> right. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> While still on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who's got their little floaty arms on? <laughs> the nomadic Vegas production known as Purple Rain, a Prince tribute act, is once again moving its show to a new property, this time back on the Strip. Starting November 1st, they will begin a new residency at Tropicana. Most recently, they've been performing at Westgate, formerly known as Las Vegas Hilton. I know, right? Like, you almost, you have to do that, really, because it's, I don't think any of these new names have established themselves. And it, I mean, I, although I guess anybody that's listening to the show would know. <laughs> Here's what I've come to the realization of, and, and I guess if we somewhat, somewhat even looked back the last, certainly 20 years, maybe even 40 years, you'd see that a lot of these folks do move around from one place to the next. The number of times, uh, I know you and I both follow on Facebook a, a, a web page called, um, I think it's called Vintage Vegas or Vin yeah, yeah. Las Vegas Vintage or something like that. Yeah. And the number of places that I've seen Wayne Newton, yes. who's had his own showroom. Yeah, it's just it's one of those things. You wear out your time at, at a certain place, and you in, uh, inevitably you just move on to somewhere else. It really is fascinating too. Purple Rain is a great example of an act that has jumped all over the place. It's weird because I remember when I first started really paying attention to the city when I started doing this show, and I would see acts jump from property to property. To me. That signified that I'm like, well, this this got to be the beginning of the end, right? I mean, if it were still pulling in people, property wouldn't let it go. But then it'll go to another place for an extended period of time, and then another one. And you're like, are they all just having lowered expectations? And like, well, if we can get at least that many people, we'll be happy with that. Or is it really, like, well, I don't know. I don't get it. But you're right. Like, there are people who make a career at jumping from property to property to property through Las Vegas for 40 years. I assume there's got to be a certain baseline that the performer expects will come into their show night after night. Mm -hmm. And so at some point when, and, and I'm purely pulling this out of my ass as I, as I say this, I assume that once the numbers start to slip, that's when it's an opportune time for you to jump ship if I were, say, Wayne Newton, yeah. and move from the Flamingo then to MGM Grand. Yeah. And that's where, and now all of a sudden my numbers bounce back up. Those are new numbers that MGM didn't have prior to Wayne Newton showing up there. And Wayne does his shows there. They eventually start to slip, and then he bounces over to, you know, fill in the blank space. You know what I didn't think about is, is what you talked about earlier where you were getting comp tickets. Like, I wonder if that isn't, like, them going to a place doesn't necessarily increase ticket sales to them, but if the property is like, oh, fuck, we could throw these out in comps, we could keep this this room, like, we could draw people to our property just by going, hey, we have free tickets to this, like, oh, shit, yeah, we should go do that. I didn't give away free tickets to this. That's a brilliant observation, and while I'd like to state claim that that's the intent of my initial comment, that's that makes way more sense than what I was saying. That's, yeah, I like... 
Look at us. Well, I guess, I, we, like, we're smart people. We should, <laughs> why don't they hire us for marketing? Right? <laughs> Although we're a little slow. A little slow on the take. But hey, hey, we have no experience. We're just thinking this stuff out. So can you imagine if we have resources? No shit. Like, what we're coming up with is on the fly. Uh, we're amusing each other and coming up with fucking gold, people. <laughs> with a third of bourbon in us. So, I mean, come on. Imagine if we were sober how great these ideas would be. And when he says a third, he means him. Like, like not nice. between the two of us. Like, just know, him. Is... <laughs> well, I guess that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the near future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Marilyn Manson is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay Friday and Saturday, January 12th and 13th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at $65. I got to ask you real quick, uh, Mark, were you much of a uh, Marilyn Manson fan in the middle to, to late 90s? Not when he was at his height. Like, there's a little too much um, pageantry there for me to really kind of get behind. But as his... his I don't want to say as his popularity started to go down. There, there was it, it was after the the spike in his controversy of of Marilyn Manson is everything evil that I started listening to uh, to his music after like their huge breakout album. I think it was like Mechanical Animals is when I started listening, and then a couple albums after that that I really started to appreciate and enjoy the music. But I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I was a Marilyn Manson fan, but I I. I liked their music. I mean, although I'll, I'll say like their their recent stuff, I've I've not as interested in. But uh, I mean, good for him. I gotta tell you, the the only reason I even asked that question was because in roughly 1998, if I had to pinpoint a year, mm-hmm. I dated a young lady who was the biggest Marilyn Manson fan ever, mm-hmm. and she and I could not have been more different and I just want you in your mind's eye knowing who Tony is and in 2017 I am no different than Tony of 1998 dating a young lady who was a giant Marilyn Manson fan I it's do you ever look back and just think to yourself yeah I definitely found the right one for me because (laughs) I'm trying to imagine the stereotypical Manson fan so I'm thinking like Big combat boots that go up to her knees, and and uh, maybe maybe possibly shaved head, jet black hair, definitely, and pale as fuck. You, brother, the only thing wrong with your one, uh, your example was that you can't either be bald or have jet, uh, jet black straight hair. She was the jet black straight hair girl. I mean, but she didn't. Was, did she didn't have like a side of it shaved or anything? No, but no. I, no, and I, the only thing I can chalk that up to is because uh, we both worked together at the Blue Chip Casino at the time. <laughs> right. Couldn't get a job doing that. <laughs> and that's exactly right. You know, in 97, you could not uh, get employed anywhere that requires you to be licensed, at least, right. uh, with having a shave, side, shave, side 
Ooh, you know what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that. I remember when I was working in uh, in retail management that it was such a, a, a taboo thing to have like a nose piercing. Like if somebody had a nose piercing, like they didn't want to take it out. So they would have to like shove it up into their nose while they were working so, so no one would see it. And now, I mean, I, I work in a pretty professional industry and there are people just tatted all the fuck up and pierced all over the place. And people are like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. You just have to be good at your job. That's all we really Exactly, <laughs> right, yeah. Shania Twain is performing, hey, oh, a side note, like I love yeah. Nine Inch Nails. And I know Marilyn Manson is kind of like Nine Inch uh, uh, Trent Reznor's guy, protege or something, or, or I don't know, he helped support that phenomenon or whatever. But uh, How I, much I bourbon have you had tonight? I, had, I, had, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, all right? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too, that's it. That's it. <laughs> anyway, Shania Twain is performing at the MGM Grand Garden Arena Saturday, August 4th. Shows start at August 4th, 2018. It's so weird. Like, August 4th. Like, that I know. Like, that was like it's a couple almost months a year ago. Out at this yeah, point. why the fuck are you announcing that? So, I mean, I appreciate the plan. I, I love how I'm like, why are you why are you announcing it so early? Says the guy who announced the next two Vegas vacations shortly after the uh, yeah. second one ended. So, I, I was closer to a, a full real year out. So, I apologize, Shania. How dare I? Her show's going to start at 7.30. Tickets start at 55. I'm sure I offended Shania. She's a loyal listener. <laughs> Another chick I'd like to bang. <laughs> Katy Perry is performing at T-Mobile Arena at New, York, New York's Park District Saturday, January 20th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. And tickets start at a very appropriately, and I would pay way more for you, Katie, way more for you, baby, than $50. Yeah, I, I saw, it's funny, uh, Karen wasn't much of a fan of hers, and I was I was just mildly, I, like, I like some of her songs, but she had a show, uh, like, whatever her live concert show was or something, it came on Netflix, and for some reason I decided to, to watch some of it, and I'm like, this is really fucking good, you gotta watch this, and after watching it, both of us were, were fans, like, we would openly admit to being fans and you know not just like well i like her music but i don't like her but after seeing that you're like going no i I'd, I'd pay to go see you yeah that's cool although i'm not a huge fan of her new haircut man i mean it, that that style looks good on some people i just don't i don't know i don't think it works for her i think uh who's the russell guy russell brand they should yeah, I think he kind of fucked her up. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't. There's something going on there. I, I can't quite figure it out yet, but she's working through something. So yep. I'll give her a space. <laughs> but then I'll be there for her. Right. And eventually I'll just be there. <laughs> <laughs> and that, kids, is the extent of my Seinfeld knowledge. Pink is performing at the T-Mobile Arena at New York, New York Park District, Saturday, May 25th. Show starts at 6.30 p.m. Tickets start at $48. I, I feel like I told this story before. Maybe I told it to somebody else. Have you ever seen the Behind the Music of Pink? I have not. Okay. This may be the worst story to ever let any of her young fans ever... To ever let anybody see, ever. Because... Here's I'm I'm gonna give you the brief overview here. So, so Pink was uh, a young talented girl and wanted to get into the music industry, and she went into the music industry and, and had some trouble young. Uh, you know, could, could, didn't really catch on right away, and she fought with her mom and stuff right away and didn't want to go to school. So, you know, she she ended up dropping out of school and then uh, fought with her mom. So she then ran away from home and and continued to pursue this music career. It it floundered for a little while, and then she ended up uh, kind of 
catching some wind there and became a giant global star. So you too can be a giant pain in the ass to your fucking parents. Drop out of school, be homeless, and chase your dreams, and one day become a pop star millionaire. Like, don't ever, ever tell anyone that story. <laughs> right. I mean, that you are the extreme, and I mean extreme yeah. example or, or extreme uh, percentage. All right, well, don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on on our coming attractions calendar, which is on the blog. Let's check the river. So we've got some listener feedback. We've got two different emails, both of which are from dear, dear friends of the show. First off, my beloved Mr. John Williams. Yes, John Williams writes... So I was wrong about hockey in Vegas. I said it wouldn't work, but I couldn't have been more wrong. Not only is the hockey team undefeated, people seem to like it. I was so wrong, but I'm happy I was. Go Vegas, John. Ah, uh, it's cool. The one thing I will give the NHL credit for is what they did, and we won't get into a ton of this, but what they did, it's never been done before as far as making sure that the expansion team, which are traditionally shit teams for five years minimum. And they made it a, a conscious effort to make sure that this team was at least competitive. I'm sure they had no idea it would do this well in the beginning, but uh, good for them. I, listen, I I don't really care. I, I'm excited that they're in Vegas. I'm excited that they're doing well. I just want Vegas to do well. So, yeah. You know what, John? You and me both, brother. We're in the same boat. I'm elated they're doing as well as they are. All right, Mark, let's move on to our dear buddy, Rob Taylor, also known as at Sky and Rocks. Yes. He says, hey, Mark, I was listening to the show and reviewed the photos of the new pool layout at the former Monte Carlo. Kathy and I stayed at Mandarin Oriental in August, and I can tell you the pool layout there is strikingly similar to what I am seeing with this layout. Number one, Mandarin is a boutique property within a property. Not all the floors are the hotel, but I am fairly certain all the floors have access to the pool. In our case, the pool was not overly crowded. In fact, I would say it was comfortable. Now, I don't know what the room count will be after the transition from Monte Carlo to Park MGM, but I wouldn't be surprised if the space was modeled after the Mandarin Oriental. Number two, Karen is right. Most people hang around the edges while drinking and talking to friends who are sitting in loungers poolside. Nobody really hangs in the middle of the pool. The design also made for a much smoother flow of service from the pool wait staff and the customers based on fewer steps, and that means less space to cover, etc., etc. It sounds like there is still some space to be accounted for, but I don't think that MGM is trying to appeal to the Monte Carlo demographic. I would expect the pool layout will reflect that. Hugs to you guys, Rob at Sky on the Rocks. First, I'm thrilled Karen isn't here to hear you say that she was right. <laughs> and second, I think you absolutely hit the nail right on the head. I, I was thinking of the crowds, the kind of crowds 
that the pool at Monte Carlo used to attract. I mean, that, that place was packed all the time. And while I knew that they were scaling up their target market, I was thinking that they meant the day club crowd. It didn't even occur to me that maybe they were going more the Mandarin direction there, less of a party and more of a social hangout. And if, if that is the case, that makes absolutely perfect sense. I think that based on the description, the way Rob makes me kind of my mind's eye, see how this pool is laid out. That makes sense. Then I listen, Mark, you know me, I'd never even been in the years. And I dare say 10 to 12 years worth of going to Vegas. I'd never even walked out by a pool (laughs) until 360 Vegas vacation two. Uh, Three, one of the two, yeah. where we did, where we first did craps by the pool, mm-hmm. you know, adjacent to uh, the flamingo. Now that I've been out there and I've seen the different pools, I can see why there's value and why people would want to be nearest the the edge. For those that don't want to be in the pool, they can still pull their their chair adjacent to. It's that much quicker to be able to get a drink from the cocktail server. Mm-hmm. I, I get where where Rob is coming from. This is. This is really interesting uh, information, and I'm I'm wondering, are there shirtless pictures of Rob floating around while he's <laughs> hanging out in the pool? I also wonder if, because you know, we theorize what goes on at these day clubs. I don't fucking go to those things, but maybe, maybe what we're learning from you know years and years of these things is that yeah, people are just hanging out by that pool. You know, they're not in the pool. So if you have a wide expanse. It's just a pain in the ass. Like, people got to make their way over to the side to get their drink or whatever. Like, not just fucking make this long thing so it's really easy for everybody. So, yeah, I mean, maybe we're just completely out of our league here. We have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, I'll be the first to concede I am not I, I am not a pool guy. So, well, I guess that's probably going to do it then for episode number 247. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Of course, you can support the show via purchasing things from our affiliates, such as amazon.com, tickets.accessvegas.com, or you can just make a PayPal donation. You can also buy merchandise from our store, which is zazzle.com slash 360vegas, or you can help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written or audio, much like our dear friends uh, Rob and John did, please feel free to email us at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, we have instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegastony. And he just told you where you can find me, so until next time... (laughs) 